Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I am your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. Dave, do I have an episode for you and the listeners this week? Ooh. Today we are talking about Yellowstone, or as Yogi Bear would say, Jellystone. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> We are, we're, do, we're doing things a little different today. We're, we're kind of experimenting with this. Uh, originally, I was going to have this be a one-part episode, and we'd go over a few animal stories. But man, I fell deep into some rabbit holes. So today... Or geyser holes. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Puns. Uh, but today we're going to be going over the history of Yellowstone, talk about the geography, the geology, and we'll touch on the super volcano. And also we're going to get into a few crazy stories of how people have died in Yellowstone. So this is actually going to be a two-parter. And next week is is where we're going to talk all about the animals and animal attacks. I found so much information and so many cool things to talk about that this week we are going to be without animals. However, don't let that get you down because, like I said, this week we have just as crazy stories. Like, I don't know, people falling in boiling hot acidic water. <sighs> so, don't worry about that. We're going to get to the animals in part two next week. And before we get into any more, I just want to thank all of our listeners for checking us out. Like uh, we we aren't we aren't with a network or anything, and we we haven't made a dime doing this. We're just two guys d- trying to make a show in this really hot, stifling hot <laughs> studio that we're in right now. Uh, so if you want to help us out, what you can do is subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, give us five stars. You can say whatever you want, but it really helps us get noticed and gets us more listeners. So if you can, please do that for us. Also, I hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode. I, I like that one. That one was yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah. We had a Siberian tiger committing murders in Far East Russia. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So if you if you haven't listened to that, go back and do so. It's it's kind of like true crime, but with a tiger. Yeah, it was it's yeah. pretty interesting. Uh I'll, so go back and check that out if you haven't yet. But Dave, what do you say we get started on this week's episode? Let's do it. Okay. But you know what? Actually, Dave, you haven't even been to Yellowstone, have you? No, I haven't. You haven't? Yeah. You, that's something... I just see all the pictures, you know, and uh, it's, see it's, everyone else having fun and seeing cool stuff. Yeah. Yellowstone is really cool, man. It's really cool. I, it's been probably like 10 years since I've been. Wow. But yeah, it's, it's really okay, cool. Okay, road trip. I'm down, man. Wow, we... Maybe after doing this episode, you'll, you're will you going to want to go. <laughs> and hopefully this episode will help you know uh, not to be a stupid tourist. <laughs> and you'll know what not to do in Yellowstone. And before we get into the bulk of the episode, I feel like we need to address this story. Uh, this is of the man that was recently seen in a viral video who was taunting a bison in Yellowstone. I just showed it to Dave. Yeah. Dave, what would you think of that guy? Yeah, what a knucklehead. Uh, I wonder- Reminds me of the guy that just got acquitted for uh, setting the fires in California. <laughs> Some stupid heck? like that, right? Yeah. And if you haven't seen this video, I'll put the link in the description. So this guy, his name is Raymond Rentke, and he's 55. Wow. Uh, it sounds like way too old to be doing this kind of stuff. And in the video, it shows a bison who stopped traffic, which happens there often. And then it shows a man in some very short shorts. Begin, He begins waving his arms and running back and forth to get the bison's attention. And the bison is just feet away. 
And it does. It chases for him briefly. and But the bison doesn't even feel like the guy's worth it. And the bison walks away. And this idiot, like, beating his chest, making noise, and acts like he beat the bison in a fight. <laughs> Total idiot. And there's actually more to this story. So the video, it happened on July 31st. And on the 28th, he was arrested in Wyoming's Grand Teton National Park over drunken disorderly conduct. Hmm. And he was released on bond. His bond condition stated that he must avoid alcohol. And then he then he had and then he went to Yellowstone. So now on the 31st, the day that it happened, Rangers gave him a citation for not wearing a seatbelt. They noted he seemed intoxicated and argumentative, and it's believed the bison run-in happened just after this stop. And after Rangers learned of the run-in and saw the video, they requested the bond be revoked. It was granted, and there was a warrant out for this guy. And two days later, on the 2nd of August, the man was arrested in Glacier National Park, several hours northwest of Yellowstone. So this guy's just traveling from national park to national park. Taunting all the animals. Causing (laughs) causing problems all over everywhere he goes. Getting in a Bar J ranch fight. He was arrested at a local hotel after report that he and another guest were creating a disturbance. So he was arrested mm-hmm. there. And in addition to disturbing wildlife, he faces other charges, including intoxicated to a degree that endangers himself and others, unreasonable noise, and keeping an open container of alcohol in a vehicle. He will be kept in jail until his next court appearance, which it might have been today. Today or yesterday, I believe. So I don't have any information um, of anything that happened this week. But uh, I feel like I just wanted to tell that story uh, yeah. because it was relevant. And, and uh, what, a, what an idiot <laughs> yeah. taunting a 2,000-pound bison. Come on, yeah. man. And they let the guy go so many times. It's like it's like they're just saying, we know what's going to come. Just let him out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Animals are going to get him. Yeah, don't he, worry he about it. He wins the Darwin <laughs> Award for this week. All right, so let's move on and let's talk about Yellowstone for a bit. I'm going to try and condense the entire history of Yellowstone in just a few minutes. So wow, and Yellowstone has a lot of history. So we're gonna kind this kind of be like uh, we're gonna go into a timeline. So think of it as like bullet points. So okay. Through this section, where they're kind of like bullet points. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. All right, so. Native Americans lived in the Yellowstone region at least 11,000 years ago. Wow. We've found Clovis tools. Clovis tools are like uh, stone tools, like arrowheads, knives. Okay. Things like that. And they dated uh, around 11,000 years old. Wow. All right. And now we're going to jump thousands of years and we're going to the early 1800s. The The Lewis and Clark expedition from which happened from 1804 to 1806 and was sent by President Thomas Jefferson to explore the new land uh, the United States just acquired by from the Louisiana Purchase. And what, they actually bypassed Yellowstone and never went into it. They missed huh. it. Were, were they north of it? or were, I believe they, they were north of Yeah, they went north oh, of it okay. into Montana, oh. into the uh, better part of Let's Montana. Let's just say they didn't take the scenic route, huh? <laughs> they did not. Well, I can think of the whole the whole thing is kind of scenic because nobody's ever been there before. <laughs> and, well, Native Americans have, but no maybe European they, yeah, Americans. Maybe they purposely let him away. No, you don't want to go down that way. <laughs> maybe. Um, so, however, a member of the expedition, uh, John Coulter, uh, 
left the main group during its return journey, and he went to join other uh, trappers in the Yellowstone area. He went back and noted the hot spring brimstone. Uh, most people didn't believe him about the stories of the geysers and the yellow, oh. the actual Yellowstone. And uh, so, yeah, the, the Yellowstone was kind of thought to be a myth around this time period. Can you imagine being like a fur trapper and coming across like Yellowstone and his geysers being well, it'd be crazy. Like you have, yeah. you don't have an understanding of what's going on. And I, I, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. yeah that'd be crazy. <laughs> wouldn't dare to drink the water. No. And uh, demand for furs was high during this time. This was the fur trading era. Uh, mostly they were after beavers. Beaver was the, okay. uh, the highest profitable, profitable uh, animal to get. And man, what a rugged life that would be. Oh yeah. Just hunting, living in the wilderness. That'd be, that'd be nuts. Yeah. Did you ever see Jeremiah Johnson? I don't recall that one. Oh, that's, you got to see that one. It's pretty good. But yeah, he's, they're trappers just living up in the mountains. So it's a film? It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. With Robert Redford. You've never heard of it? No. Oh, okay. okay well, see I got, I got some more homework to do. Yeah. Some more hours to put in. So I'll do that. So in the 1820s, a man named Daniel Potts, he published the first account of the Wonder of Yellowstone, and it was a letter in the Philadelphia newspaper. And so after an ex, uh, exploration, a mountain man named Jim Bridger, does that Ooh, ring a bell? Yep. Yeah. What do you know about him? Well, I know he's, yeah, he was, oh, I can't remember what he was doing. He might have been just a trapper, but there's a Fort Bridger up in Wyoming. Yeah, we used yeah, to go yeah. to it. Yeah, that's exactly he's right. He's got a few things named after him around this. He does, yeah. Wyoming, he's pretty famous Utah, around yeah, know, in yeah. the Utah area. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's kind of famous around here. He was the second, it's, it's uh, believed to, yeah, he was the second European American to have seen the Great Salt Lake. Wow. So, yeah, he is famous around here. We are in Salt Lake right now. Yeah. Um, and the, the first person, do you know who the first person would have been? That saw it? Yeah. Try to think of your Utah history a bit. Uh, but it's not Brigham Young. Yeah, it is Brigham Young. He wasn't the first. Well, was, you know what? That's what it said. People brought him here and told him. Well, that's that's what it was said to be. Oh, okay. I, you're, you're probably right. I don't think he was the first one. And I didn't think so either. But uh, Brigham Young, he was one of the first. We'll just say that, okay? Yeah, okay. And I, imagine, I wonder what they thought, too, when they saw the Great Salt Lake. I mean, like, why the hell is this lake so salty? Yeah. Are we at the ocean? I don't think so, but... Imagine yeah. what they would have thought. I think thought. we're there, but I'm not going all the way around. We'll just say we are as far as we can <laughs> we're gonna go. Call this, we're going to call this the Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> so Bridger reported observing boiling springs, spouting water, boiling mud, and then mountain of glass and yellow rock. But people didn't believe him either, as he was uh, well known as being, <laughs> I like this term, uh, a spinner of yarns. <laughs> and so basically what that means, basically he was just full of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but in this case, he was telling the truth. His stories inspired future explorers to travel and see for themselves. And around the mid 1840s, beavers became scarce, and fashions changed, and this ended the fur trapper era, mm. including uh, Yellowstone era. Uh, trappers turned to guiding and other things like that to make a living. Okay, so during 1863 to 1871, prospectors searched for gold in Yellowstone. And there was some gold that was found, but nothing significant. So hmm. people kind of 
went back to California and there's big gold rush in California around this time period. Yeah. And there were there and there's been several other expeditions during this time period and we just don't have enough time to cover all of them. Okay. But uh as the myth goes, in 1870, explorers gathered around a campfire at the junction of two pristine rivers overshadowed by towering cliffs and the plateau. They discussed what they had seen during their explorations and realized that this land of fire and ice and wild animals needed to be preserved. Thus, the idea of Yellowstone National Park was born. Hmm. And uh, is that what they is that when they finally named it? Nope. Uh, actually, I don't, man, I didn't, I didn't quite look up when they, when they na- gave it a name. Huh. I mean, if you, if well, you, let's take it, let's, let's just, let's, let's say it happened during this exact next bullet point I'm going to talk oh, okay. about. So ex- these explorers, they, uh, they made sketches and paintings. They even had photographs around this time. Hmm. And along with their tales, they basically pitched their idea to the United States Congress. And because of their hard work and dedication, on March 1st, 1872, President Ulysses S. Grant signed the Act of Dedication Law, and the world's first national park was born, and they named it Yellowstone. We're going to say they named it then. (laughs) You know, it's funny. You got this park. It's got geysers, you know, all kinds of weird things you've never seen before. You know, acid pools. And they decide, let's just name it Yellowstone. If there's a Yellowstone there, that's amazing. Ooh, but there is come on. The stone you is could, yellow there. Yeah, you could do rainbow, <laughs> rainbow or land. something, you know? Who knows? Oh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff a... you could do. Something that, spectacular to live up to oh. what it is. But okay, Dave. As, it's just Yellowstone. You know? uh, Dave, as, as we're going to get into. Yellowstone, that's like naming... That's like naming Iceland, you know? It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Iceland and Greenland, so just switch yeah. them around. As Dave, as we're going to get into the name, when we get into our stories, all the stories are going to be named Yellowstone. It ain't Disneyland. (laughs) I figured you'd like that. Yeah. All right. So once Yellowstone became a national park, things started very slow. During these first years, the park suffered due to meager government funding and a series of ineffective superintendents. Even though I actually don't think the fault lies with the superintendents that much, as they weren't even given a wage for their time. Just like, you'll take care of this land, right? Oh, okay, thank you. (laughs) And they weren't even paid for it. And also, uh, tourists would vandalize the park's geysers and rock formations, and poachers hunted animals and harvested timber. Uh, The damage was slowed in 1886, when a U.S. Army Cavalry company was dispatched to administer Yellowstone and stand guard over its natural resources. Nice. Uh, the troops immediately began cleaning up the park, getting rid of squatters and kicking poachers out, and they began enforcing regulations more. This was deemed mostly successful. I mean, it's a, it's a big area with yeah. a handful of men, so they, they had to cut off a few hands maybe to send their point across. Yeah, I don't know if they did or not, but and the army they remained there, and the army, the U.S. Army, was actually in charge of the park for the next thirty years. Wow, the army's management helped set the stage for the creation of an agency whose sole purpose was to manage and protect national parks, that being the National Park Service, and it was created in 1916 and uh, took effect in 1917. 
the national park was now in charge of Yellowstone. Whoa. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, and I'm, I'm like I said, we're bullet points, so we're skipping years in here. That but, was in 1917. You said? Yes, during, that during World War One. What is that under Teddy Roosevelt or who did that? Was it Wilson or Teddy? I don't know. Uh, it was one of the two. Because it, it falls right in there. I can't remember exactly, but it was it was Wilson or Teddy. Hmm, okay. But uh, then in 1932, uh, President Herbert Hoover issued an executive order that would add more than 7,000 acres to the park. I, I remember Herbert Hoover. I did a report on him as a kid, and I still remember all, all a lot about him. All right. Uh, he, he gets a bad rep because during the, he was president during the stock market crash. Oh. So he, he gets a bad rep, but uh, I actually liked Herbert Hoover. I mean, I wasn't alive then, but... Whatever. Yeah, most people say he sucks. <laughs> Probably. <With the> vacuum. <laughs> oh, bad yeah. joke. Uh, anyway. That was terrible. <laughs> uh. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so during World War II, visitors and employees fell pretty low, and most funding was... The, what little funding they had was cut in order to supply the war effort. Makes sense, right? Yeah. But after the war, visitation jumped significantly, and by 1948... Park visitation reached over 1 million people. Wow. Uh, However, the park's budget did not keep pace, and many visitors complained about the park's poor infrastructure or lack of infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And then in 1955, the National Park Service persuaded Congress to fund an improvement program for completion uh, for the National Park Service. It would be their 50th anniversary. And this was called Mission 66. So it's basically a 10-year plan to make services and infrastructure better by 1966. Okay. And it it went pretty well. And things things are still going into this. So, like, they're still building infrastructure, making, adding things all the time. And that's continued into modern times. And nowadays, the park continues... To make the services better, and they now have around 4 million visitors a year. Wow. Yes. So, Dave, that is going to end our history timeline of Yellowstone. Okay. There, there's, I promise, there's so much more. I had to really condense things. They had a 200-year history of Yellowstone, pretty yeah. much, and I had to condense it into a few minutes. Because I've got other things to discuss, and what I want to discuss now is the geography and geology of the area. Okay. So 96% of the park, and I'm just talking the park, is located in Wyoming. And 3% is in Montana. Montana is also the home of the town West Yellowstone. So if people, if you have been to Yellowstone, you've gone through, you've most likely gone through West Yellowstone. That is in Montana. Uh, And that's where one of the entry gates is. Mm. The last 1% is in Idaho. And Salt Lake City is the closest large metropolitan area. Hey. Hey, so yeah. As well, close as we can get. We, I should go there. We got that going for us. Yeah. Uh, we're actually about four and a half hours away from Yellowstone here wow. in Salt Lake. That seems so you gotta get that seems kind of long now. <laughs> you gotta drive through yeah, it's like it's kind of out there. The whole west is so big, so it's the park is out there and yeah. we're the biggest city that's closest by. Wow. But yeah, we gotta drive up through Idaho, go through Idaho Falls. I know Idaho Falls, I hate it too. But we gotta go through it and say hi to say hi to my sister and her family there. Then you go up 
about another two hours and you're going to hit Yellowstone. Hmm. Well, you know, since it's so, since we're the nearest metropolitan city, I know Yellowstone has a ton of international travelers. Oh, yeah. So there's, there's quite a few. So they must fly into Salt Lake. They must fly into Salt Lake. And, and then no, I would imagine they f- fly into Salt Lake and then they'll fly, take a small flight to like Idaho oh, Falls. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Or there is, a, there is a small airport even in Yellowstone. Oh, okay. Or you can go to Bozeman, Montana, which is something. close. There's, there's, uh-huh. yeah, you could, but I, they come here first, I would imagine, most of the time. But the park, uh, the size is 63 miles north to south and 54 miles east to west. And this is an area which is larger than Rhode Island and larger than Delaware. So (laughs) Yellowstone is bigger than two of our states here. That should make them feel good. Yeah, <laughs> I've never, I've never been to either of those states, so I, I can't, I can't yeah, say yeah. they're, I can't say they're, I can't claim their shitholes because I've never been there. No, I doubt they are. They're pretty, they're in pretty populated areas. Meh, that doesn't always necessarily mean they're not shitholes. But you know, I think, yeah, maybe Yellowstone still beats them in visitors. Oh yeah, Yellowstone. <laughs> Yellowstone is not a shithole. Yellowstone is lovely, and the highest point is Eagle Peak at. Uh, a little over 11,000 feet above sea level. The lowest is along Reese Canyon at a little over 5,000 feet. And to kind of put that into perspective, we here in Salt Lake City are around 4,200 feet above sea level. Hmm. Uh, Bodies of water, so lakes and rivers, make up 5% of the park. The largest body being Yellowstone Lake, it is... 87,000 acres wow. and is 400 feet deep. It sits at uh, over 7,500 feet above sea level, making it the lo- the largest high-altitude lake in all of North America. See. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, forests make up around 80% of the park, with most of the rest being grasslands area. Okay. It's, it's really cool. Yellowstone's really cool. So uh, a lot of the ge- uh, we're gonna go hop into the geology part now, and it is it's honestly it's complicated as hell. So I'm going to try and give a version that's easy for people to understand. So I hope it works. <laughs> the landscape of Yellowstone has been and still is being shaped by several geological processes. Park is home to the largest volcanic system in North America and is termed a supervolcano. Wow. A supervolcano is classified this if it has an eruption of a magnitude 8, mm. which is the largest an eruption can be. Wasn't that supposed to have one of the largest eruptions? It was like prehistoric age. Yep. I thought I read something about that. Yeah. I, I, I got a little bit of information oh, on that. Okay. So we're going to touch on that in a moment. So, yeah, I was looking up all this stuff. Rabbit hole on rabbit hole. (laughs) But there's believed to have been several large eruptions in the past. And when I say large, I mean, like, we can't even comprehend how large these these eruptions were. Like, I couldn't even imagine, right? Yeah. I mean, these are massive eruptions. Um, It's like Mount St. Helens times, like, 100,000 or more. Wow. It could essentially kill the dinosaurs then. Yeah, I mean, it could have killed the dinosaurs. I mean, supposedly it was an asteroid, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, volcanoes are extremely deadly, and they they could change the world. And we're gonna get into that. Yeah. So if it if it does go off, 
Um, I don't want to go into like details on how volcanoes work or plate tectonics. That would take forever. <laughs> and when I was in college, I took an earthquakes and volcanoes class and I only got a C. So I don't really feel like going into it that much detail about it. But underneath Yellowstone is a large magma chamber. It's believed to be a single connected chamber. It's about 37 miles long and wow. seven miles deep. So that's a lot of magma. Wow. And most of it is under the Yellowstone caldera. And another rabbit hole I had, I, I looked, I was like, I have to tell people what a caldera is mm. now. So a caldera uh, is when previous eruptions have happened and form like a bowl where mountain mountains and rock used to be like it exploded oh, so okay that's where they used to be and that's a pretty dumbed down version of it but that's it that's sea level i'm giving you sea level information on this part Gee. the caldera was formed in one of the first super eruptions the one of them happened around 2.1 million years ago then another one about 1.3 million years ago and there was a third that happened around 630,000 years ago. There have been like smaller eruptions in between and um, hmm. after those, but uh, they were not as significant. And so you might wonder what the odds are of Yellowstone erupting in our lifetime. Well, wait, wait. So when was this? This Okay, let's figure out this out. There was 3,000, right? The first time. Or 3,000, 3 million years ago. Sorry. Well, it was two point, about oh. two, 2 million years ago. And then 1.3, and then 630,000. So, like every 700,000 years, Ish. we're about due. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> over the over the next thousand thousands to thousands of years, uh, pos probably and possibly, it will erupt within the next hundred years. Highly, highly unlikely. Okay. But you know what? You never know. It's a force of nature. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, like that. Nice plug. plug. <laughs> <laughs> maybe and you know what? Maybe it'll erupt right after you listen to this. So who knows? Yeah. Nobody we gotta hurry and get this one out. I mean, they 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 have like the seismic scales and stuff. But oh man, this episode's gonna explode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you know what? Let's quickly go over if it did explode. If if Yellowstone uh, super volcano happened to erupt, well, you know what, Dave. Here in Salt Lake, we're pretty much screwed. Gee, I thought it was a plus living this close. Uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna. <laughs> it might actually be a plus. Um, so we're we're in the red zone here in Salt Lake. Uh, same with Denver, Rapid City, Cheyenne, Boise, and Billings. Wow. You know what? That's fine. The volcano can the volcano can take Billings. Billings <laughs> is a shithole. Billings, Billings could be wiped off the map, and I don't think anyone would notice or care. You know, <laughs> sir, every place you've been to is one now. You know what? I'm gonna start. An, we're, we're, start we're starting a new thing. Um, so you know what, Billings? I'm gonna stamp you. You are our shithole of the week. Congratulations, Billings. Oh, there goes our listeners. <laughs> from the, Billings. It's just Billings. They're uh, they're probably not. I'm not too worried about Billings listeners. But yeah, I think that's a new thing we're gonna do every week. Oh, okay. by the end of the th well, man, by the end of the year, we might have uh, gotten rid of all of our listeners that way. <laughs> Wherever they're from. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a complaint sometime. All right. But uh, so if it did erupt within a matter of hours, the ash cloud would reach us here in Salt Lake. Uh, we would be buried in feet of ash. Buildings, houses would collapse. 
due to weight of the ash. That doesn't sound good for my asthma. No, it's not. And most people would die from getting ash into their lungs and would suffocate and die. Yeah. That's what would happen. The majority, I mean, you could probably find, eh, there's bunkers and stuff around here, or you got a strong building, but man, you're still waiting out who knows how long. Yeah. And, <clears throat> uh, the ash cloud would supposedly reach all the way to the Appalachian Mountains and maybe further. Wow. This would kill countless people, and you know what? It wouldn't even be the worst of it. So, uh, the ash cloud uh, would block the sun for around the world for months possibly years we don't really know so there wouldn't be a summer so crops wouldn't crops would fail and basically the whole world would erupt into chaos i mean literally that's probably what would happen so you know if you think about it we actually might be lucky to be the first ones to die yeah that's true well i might take that and you know we could speculate all day what would happen we could do we could do episodes on that i don't think we're gonna and we just don't have time for this episode. And I want to quickly talk about a natural disaster that has actually happened in Yellowstone. So Yellowstone is prone to earthquakes. Uh, approximately 1,000 to 3,000 earthquakes happen every year. Mm. Uh, most are really low and people can't feel them. I would like Kind of like what in California, okay. I would imagine. Yeah. But in 1959, a 7.2 magnitude earthquake hit known as the Hebgen Lake Earthquake, and it actually hit the Mon- more of the Montana region. Uh, it was said to be the deadly, the most deadly earthquake in Montana history. There was a massive landslide that blocked the flow of the Madison River, and it created, mm. it actually created its own lake, and they named it Quake Lake. <laughs> uh, that's not bad. Yeah. And in, it actually killed around 28 people, the earthquake did. Hmm. So another natural disaster that happens are wildfires, and that's kind of a big okay. problem going around this this whole summer. Wildfire yeah. wildfires around this region. Uh, the worst fires happened in 1988. These fires uh, have even have their own Wikipedia page, so you know they wow. were big. Uh, this year, or during in 1988, 36% of the park was affected by wildfires. And I actually, when when I've gone there before, I remember specifically, like, kind of right when you enter from West Yellowstone, you'll see the effects of it. Oh, really? Yeah, the trees are still, you can still, they're all, they're all dead. And it goes for miles. And I remember asking my dad, I was like, why are all these trees dead? And he specifically said, uh, the fire is in 88. And there's like a pamphlet that they give you when you enter and it Uh talks all about the fires and stuff like that. So I remember it's, it's still, you still see effects of it today. Hmm. So I think I think we've covered the bulk of what I wanted to talk about. So I'm just going to give some. I, I do this when we do the animals too. Uh, facts that I didn't really have a place for. So okay. we're going to do some just some random facts. So in Yellowstone, there are over 300 active geysers. The most famous being Old Faithful. Yeah, yeah you've heard of that one. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's completely natural, and it goes off every 90 minutes, give or take a few minutes. But it, yeah, it, it works like clockwork. Hmm. It's crazy how, uh, I don't understand it at all, and I didn't want to go into that rabbit hole. It's the ticking time bomb for the super volcano. I don't know. If it goes off every 90 minutes, it's not really no, giving us any No, it's the time off. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe that's what it's doing. So in uh, 2015, Yellowstone had... Uh, over four, around 4.1 million guests, which was a park record. Ooh. 
And at some areas there in Yellowstone, there is this like a, it's a rotten egg type of smell that comes oh. from, it comes from some of like the, the geyser areas. And if you've been to Yellowstone, you've probably smelt it. It's because of hydrogen sulfide gas and sulfur. The combination mm. makes a rotten egg smell, and it really does smell like rotten egg. Huh. I've, I remember it. Oh, let's go visit that place. It, 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you plug Who your nose, eggs? plug your nose, but keep your eyes we open. Should have an egg shop cool. next to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this one doesn't really have anything to do with anything, but I thought it was kind of funny. So Chinese Spring was originally named Chinaman Spring <laughs> after <laughs> the Asian attendant who used to clean visitors' laundry. <laughs> oh, really? I just, I, I thought that was kind of funny. All right, and so into a prelude to next week's episode, there are 67 species of mammals, 285 species of birds, 16 species of fish, 6 species of reptiles, and 5 species of amphibians. Wow. So there are a lot of animals, and like I said, we're going to get into that next week. A lot of animals and a lot of idiots. A lot of idiots, a lot of dumb (laughs) tourists, and I think... So... And that, you know that was a lot of information I gave I gave you Dave and the listeners. So I hope you actually learned some things about Yellowstone. I really do. Yeah. And maybe now you want to go there. And if you do decide to go there, I'm going to tell you a few stories of what not to do there. Uh, that's probably important. I mean, think about it: the 4.1 million visitors in a place that's supposed to be preserved. That's uh, that's, that's so that's going to be people. the hardest thing in the world to try to do, especially when you get a stop. Bunch of don't run. Don't be an idiot. Oh, yeah, just forget it. Yeah, I'm, I'm guarantee that's how on. they feel. I guarantee yeah. that's how they feel. I mean, there's so many. An- I mean, look at all the animals and everything you listed. So humans and animals coming together. Interaction, yeah. And, you know, humans always like, you know, oh, I get the right of way on and the it's road. Weird. I yeah, the video you showed. Yeah. There's yeah. traffic in Yellowstone. It's a place to get away, but it's traffic. Well, you think it was like LA. It still is a really cool place to go. It, it really is. I mean, you, there are going to be other people there if you go. Sometimes they hit the off season. It's really nice. Ooh, okay. But, um, so... What we're going to do now, we're going to go over a few stories. Okay. Right? Stories of what not to do and how not to be a dumb tourist if you happen to go there. So, and you know how I like to give all places name, all the stories names. And, and like I said yeah. earlier, I'm going to get I'm gonna, all of these stories I'm going to tell are going to go under this name. Yellowstone. It ain't Disneyland. <laughs> so take this story, for instance. This happened on June 7th. 2016, we're going to meet a brother and sister named Colin and Sable Scott. Hmm. Sable. That reminds me of the uh, the wrestler, the girl from like the late 90s, early 2000s, who would always come out wearing brawn panties and stuff. I can't yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually married to Brock Lesnar. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, there's a wrestling reference for the week. <laughs> All right, so Sable and Scott, they are looking for a place to go take a swim in the try to find a hot tub. Doesn't like a natural hot tub. Doesn't oh, okay. really sound like a good idea, does it? Yeah. Well, they went off the protective path uh, over 200 yards. Sable was actually recording Colin on her phone as he went to go test the waters. Like I imagine he like kind of uh-huh. knelt and went to go touch his hand. But <laughs> Colin slipped and fell into the water. Oh. This water is around 200 degrees. Oh. And you know what? What's the, the average hot tub 
is like around 105 degrees. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. And water is said to be dangerous and cause burns at around 120 degrees. Mm. This is 200 degrees. That's more than you cook chicken. Well, wanna is it? Yeah. <laughs> wanna know what 200 degree acidic water will do to you? Nah, not for, do I, you mean do I want to experience it or <laughs> do you want to know what it did to Colin? Okay, I'm curious. Well, it dissolved him. Wow, how fast. Well, okay, let me get into it. So Sable, after he fell in, couldn't get out, Sable went and got authorities. They found his body, and they were unable unable to retrieve it. He already died at this point. So I don't oh, know exactly yeah. know how long it took. Not very. Oh. The rangers couldn't get him, and they abandoned their attempts to retrieve the body due to low light and an approaching thunderstorm. Jeez. And the next morning, they were unable to find any significant remains because Colin dissolved in the acidic water. Crazy, huh? God, do you think the mafia would live there? (laughs) (laughs) Instead of dumping them in in the waters, (laughs) take them to Yellowstone? Yeah. (laughs) That'd be kind of fun. Uh, Take them to the Yellowstone. Take them to the Yellowstone. Oh, boys, don't do it. (laughs) I'll pay you. And actually, the video footage was never released. Of of this happening, so God, I, I wonder yeah, what I that would be would, like. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see it, but you know, then the demented part of me is like, oh, I, I would, I'd watch like? it because yeah, I'd play my part as my research. You know what's funny is I remember as as a kid in elementary, they showed us a uh, like a documentary video on Yellowstone, Did they? and that was one of the they were like, oh, it's beautiful, and they're like, but remember, kids, it's dangerous, and then they start telling us about kids that fell in because they didn't stay on the sidewalk. I'm like, holy crap, I'm not going off the sidewalk. But then you realize the pictures, they don't have hand railings on the sidewalk, so I'm freaking out, going, I don't know if I want to go there. Is that why you haven't gone there, Dave? Do we need to take you there? I can go. Do you want me to hold your hand? Now I'm sure I would be pretty, pretty nervous of stuff. I'd just stay along the beach. It's not that bad. I mean, it's it's pretty common. You just got to follow common sense. Hmm. That's kind of the whole point of point of some of these stories (laughs) of what not to do, and to just follow the rules there. And hence, Yellowstone. It ain't Disneyland. (laughs) And there's actually been. Uh, 22 recorded incidents of people being killed in geyser waters. Wow. How many people again? 22. Oh, wow. Recorded, so there could have been many beforehand. It's the mafia were there. It's the mafia were there, <laughs> definitely. All right, so let's continue. In June of 2017, we meet an Illinois man named Jeff Murphy. He is in Yellowstone looking for buried treasure. Hmm. The treasure is supposedly worth around $2 million dollars. And was buried somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. Wow. I wonder who told him that. Well, yeah, I I got it. Yeah, people have, uh, people have looked for this treasure all the way down to New Mexico up to Yellowstone. (laughs) Sounds like a gold miner's snipe hunt or something. So, So nobody actually knows where the treasure is, but the man who hid the treasure, uh, his name's Forrest Fenn. He had left cryptic messages in his memoirs before he died, sending hundreds of people searching for it. <laughs> this guy must be laughing. I, I know. He, he really might be. So Jeff Murphy, his, uh, his body was found at the bottom of a cliff because he fell 500 feet and died. Oh, well, how did he fall off the cliff? I don't know exactly how. Does. Nobody knows. Was he cause digging nobody on was... the edge? One, <laughs> two, three. Well, he said three more steps. <laughs> I can see that being the case. Uh, and you know what? He's not even the only person died chasing this treasure. 
two Colorado men died searching uh, for the treasure in New Mexico too. Wow. So, New I, Mexico. I, in New Mexico. Oh, wait, they got maybe that's where the, or longitude. Maybe wrong. that's where their cryptic messages sounds like because they were the only two mentioned. But I, <laughs> they're like everyone's been looking at it upside down. <laughs> so I, I do not advise going after this treasure. And you know who knows if this guy just made stuff up and he could just be trolling everybody. And yeah. so who knows if it's real or not? Yeah. Or the treasure is just. Yellowstone itself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, that's that's so funny. All right. Uh, so the next couple stories come from a book titled "Death in Yellowstone: Accidents and Foolhardiness in the First National Park." It is written by a Lee H. Whitlessly Whitless Whitley. Nah. Hmm. Who he he was a, he worked in the park for many years and the book was written in 1995. Uh, he has since either made or working on a new one. Hmm, I don't know okay. if it's come out yet or not, but it might. Uh, so to date, Yellowstone as it comes from the book. To date, Yellowstone has had had over 300 deaths, and then not including like uh, car accidents or like a random tourist having a heart attack, um, not including stuff like that. Deaths but, from the park itself. Yeah, so the book covers like animal attacks, falls, drownings, lightning strikes, falling rock, people dying in boiling hot pools of acidic water, Ugh. and also poisonous gases and other things like that. And we're going to touch into his animal attack stories next episode. They're pretty crazy. Oh. So uh, our next story happens in 1924. We meet a Mr. and Mrs. Dunn of Minneapolis. They were parked near the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone. Not the actual Grand Canyon. They just There's a big canyon that they named oh, okay. Grand Canyon of Yellowstone. Hmm. Uh, they took in the scenery and returned to their Ford Coupe. Do you know what that is? No. It's, so this is 1924, so it's one of those old school cars, like the Model T. Wow. So think of that kind of a car. And Mr. Dunn apparently had difficulty turning the car around and the car very slowly backs off the edge of the canyon. Oh, man. (laughs) And it plummets down with them in it. Uh, They fall 100 feet and uh, the car gets lodged in kind of on a ledge. But they don't. Their bodies keep falling down (laughs) and bouncing off rocks, landing uh, 800 feet below. Oh, wow. Gee, that is a huge cliff. Uh, Yeah, the the Grand uh, Canyon of Yellowstone is very big. But, yeah, bouncing off rocks, landing 800 feet below. Their bodies were recovered, and um, they look like what you imagine, horribly mangled. Um, and then the, they even said the, the Ford Coupe was barely recognizable as a car. Oh, man. Well, I'm sure someone would want to restore it <laughs> nowadays. <Possibly. laughs> so, uh, Dave, let's continue. This is going to be our last story of the episode. And you know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling like I kind of want another, another story of boiling acidic water. How about uh, you? Okay. <laughs> so, we're going back to 1981. And we meet a David Kerwan of, and he is 24, and Ronald Ratliff, he is 25. They drove to the park from California, and they were at the Fountain Paint Pot Parking Lot. That was a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they were observing the hot springs in the area. Uh, 
Ronald's dog, which is a Great Dane, so a big dog, like Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. dog, it escaped from the vehicle and jumped into one of the hot springs. Oh. And David approached the edge of the pool, and while bystanders warned him not to, David jumps in head first. So he uh, dove in, dove in like an Olympic swimmer attempting to rescue the dog. Uh, <laughs> uh, shortly into his attempt, he called it quits, you know, <laughs> because it's 200 degree boiling hot acidic water. <laughs> shortly, <laughs> shortly after point one of a second. Yeah. In. Ah, this was stupid. <laughs> I'm getting out. And uh, he. Makes his way back to shore where Ronald helps him up. And David even says himself, and I quote, That was stupid. <laughs> how, bad, how bad am I? And I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news there, David, but it's pretty bad. His body was badly burnt so bad that his skin began peeling off. Oh. David uh, started losing his eyesight and his eyes began turning white. Oh. Like like when the Undertaker rolls the eyes in the back of his head. Oh yeah, uh, oh, another wrestling man. reference. This is like uh, it reminds me of the guy on uh, RoboCop. You know, he gets the acid on him. Oh at the okay. End. And I just pictured creep. You know, ugh. yeah, diving just, just skin tingling. You know, like ugh. skin know. tingling. For me, just skin just tingling. Just oh, okay, for you it's skin it, tingling. Yeah. For him it was skin falling off. Ew. So, <laughs> David was rushed to. Uh, I got medical attention, and then he was rushed to Salt Lake City Hospital. The nearest one, four and a half hours away. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. Well, uh, they probably have the best hospital around, I yeah. guess. Um, he, when he, he went to Salt Lake City Hospital, and he died a day later. Oh. So David, he died trying to save a dog God. that wasn't even his dog. Oh, and you want to know what happened to the dog? What? Did it survive? No, it dissolved. I was going to say. <laughs> the dog dissolved, and it's... I think I would have just stayed in there, man. The poor guy. Think about it. He's losing his skin before he even goes. Then a four and a half hour trip to a hospital. Yeah. Then a day in the hospital, and then dies. That's got to be a miserable... Oh, yeah. Skin... Going blind. Oh, all of that. Oh. But yeah, the dog... Pain, you know? The dog, it dissolved in the waters, and it said the dog caused small eruptions in the springs that lasted... He clogged it up. <laughs> it's like the... It's like, I don't know, the fats in his body... Uh, Wow. Caused the springs to erupt for several days after. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a sacrifice to the spring gods. They approve. <laughs> oh, gee. Uh, yes, that, those are our stories. And that is Yellowstone. And uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. Oh, man. What a crazy place. Yeah, it really is. And I got to go. <laughs> we got to go we, see it. Okay, do you want to go? I've been wanting to go yeah. for a while, too. Uh, you know, like I've said, next week, I just I know this is one we didn't include animals, but like I said, I fell in the rabbit holes, and these stories, I thought they were really cool, and I hope you liked them as well, and I hope you learned a few things about Yellowstone and what not to do there, how not to be a dumb tourist. If you did like the episode, please support us by giving us five-star review on iTunes, and thank you to the people who have already done that. We really appreciate it. But yeah, give us five stars. Make me feel better about myself. It really helps out. Yeah. You can also like and follow us on Facebook. Uh, sometimes I like to post upcoming things that we're going to talk about. Um, also, if you or someone you know has a cool animal story, you can email us at 
forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. And maybe we can share your story on a future episode. But Dave, yeah, you ready? You want to go to Yellowstone? You ready? Let's do it. Let's go right now. Uh... This is the Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Bye.